God, we thank you for this day. We thank you that you are on the throne. Jesus, you are on the throne. God, we thank you for the things that you've revealed to us. But God, we also thank you for the mystery that you are, the things that keep us wondering. Thank you for the mystery. The mystery that even in our sinfulness, God, when we were enemies of you, you sent your son Jesus. God incarnate to save us, to redeem us. to make us new. And God, lots of times we think of these concepts and it's hard for us to grasp them, to grasp the mystery of it all. And God, really our only response is just to worship you not just with the words that we sing, but God, with our lives. We thank you. I just want to invite anybody who has a, a word of praise or thanksgiving to God just to, just to say it out loud. Last week, uh, Josh Kelleher talked about the idea that Jesus is divine. We're talking about defining the characteristics, the attributes of Jesus. And as we move towards the center, it's really helpful for us to know what we're moving towards. We talk about moving towards Jesus. What are the things that, um, how do we define who Jesus is? So this week, uh, so last week was about the divinity of Jesus. This week, we want to talk about the, the humanity of Jesus. We believe that uh, Jesus is fully God, but also he was also fully human. Uh, we, in our kind of Western context, we love, we love duality. We love dualism. We love the idea of having one or the other. We love having um, Republicans as an American, Republicans and Democrats, uh, liberals, conservatives. Well, one thing I love about Canada is there's a bit more breathing room, I think, uh, with other parties. Um, one thing I appreciate. We're either for something or you're against something. There's no in-between. You're either a Leafs fan or a Montreal fan. And we, we love it. We love having this, the two sides. Uh, where the reality is in lots of the rest of the world, that's not the case. Uh, it's very much a Western thing. Not it doesn't exist in other parts of the world, but really it's something that we as Westerners really love. Um, we love either the one or the other. The left or the right. 
And this, the danger in that is that this can seep into our understanding of Jesus. It can seep into our theology. It can seep into how we understand Scripture, uh, how we function as a church. It can really be a hindrance towards us actually having this mindset. Not that it's always wrong. I mean, there are times where there's only two sides to something, but sometimes we get the stuff in between lost. There's something that's lost in the middle. Uh, as a child, I loved playing with fire, and in our new home, we have a fireplace, and so I still love playing with fire. <laughs> uh, anyone else like playing with fire in a campfire? You know what I mean? Like you're sitting around and you just poke at stuff and burn stuff, and I don't know. Something about it. Um, and at camp, every summer we would go to um, a relative's camp, and we'd stay there all summer long. Uh, we'd bring our pop-up trailer thing. We would stay there all summer, and we used to love that. Swimming and going in the woods, and we had paintball guns, and it was, it was lots of fun. But one of the things I, I loved about doing was just at nighttime playing with a fire. And there was a metal poker that uh, you could mess with the fire and poke around with. And some of you probably have done this before, maybe. And if you take, get the fire hot enough, my brother and I would always, we'd take that poker and we'd just let it sit in that fire long enough that eventually that poker, at the end of it, would just turn bright red, right? And that was just so cool because now this metal thing was on, you know, so hot and we'd walk around just burning things with this poker. And uh, you, know, you, could, you could bend the metal and it was, it was great. Um, I think my brother liked it more than I did, but he, uh, I also enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. He's in jail now, no. Um, but you have the iron, right? And we had the fire, two separate things. One is fully iron, it's metal, and you have one thing that is fire, right? It's the campfire, the heat. But something happens when you put them together. Like it says long enough, something happens. There's a, there's a fusion, there's a, there's a union between the iron and the fire, and, the, and the, the iron now is taking on the attributes of the fire. And There's a bit of a weird overlap on that poker. It's still fully iron, it's still fully fire and heat, but now they've come together. There's a union between the two. Amos Smith, who wrote his book, Healing the Divide, Recovering Christianity's Mystic Roots, says, dwelling in a human, Christ is a true mystical union. Not a nominal union of two natures, two wills, and two natural operations. How can there be union when everything is split in two? In other words, Jesus being fully divine is true, and it's significant. On the other side, Jesus being fully human is absolutely true and significant. But what is even more significant than having these two sides is that there's a union between the two. There's a, there's a space in between those two sides that is something that we cannot comprehend as human beings. It's not like Jesus said when we read the scripture, it's easy for us as Westerners in our dualistic thinking that we can See Jesus in some context, oh, well, Jesus has his God hat on here. And Jesus is doing his God thing right now. And in this, in this story, we see Jesus as, as fully human. And we 
We see him weeping, right? Well, that's, he's got his, his fully human hat on here. And it's easy for us to separate the two of those things. And so we, we, we think it is, it is significant that God's, Jesus is truly fully divine. He is truly fully human. But it's that space in between that the overlap, the union of those, thing, those two things is what is even more significant. I think we lose that. The overlap of those two things is what's crazy. And that's where the mystery comes in for us. That those things, like an iron being left in a fire, it, it takes on the attributes of those things. They mix together. There's a mystery with Jesus being fully God and fully human that we will, we will never, ever really figure out. Where one thing starts, we can't really tell where it ends. And here's why the mystery of this union of divinity and humanity is so important. It's an Orthodox scholar by the name of uh, Oliver Clement who says this, How could humanity on earth, enslaved by death, recover its wholeness? It was necessary to give dead flesh the ability to share in the life-giving power of God. He, though he is life by nature, took a body subject to decay in order to destroy it, in it, the power of death and transform it into life. As iron, when it is brought in contact with fire, it merely begins to share its color, so the flesh, when it has received the life-giving word into itself, is set free from corruption. Thus he put on our flesh to set it free from death. Jesus in his divinity saved us from humanity, and in his humanity showed us how to live out his divinity, to share in his divinity. This is the mystery that Paul talks about all the time in the New Testament, this mystery of, of Christ. Jesus being fully divine, but also fully human, taking on our human attributes, our mind, our body, our emotions. He took on all aspects of humanity. The, the desert mothers and fathers, uh, you know, first century Christianity, first century uh, Christians, they recognized, they didn't have like this dualistic thinking. They didn't have this idea that it's, it's one or the other. There's a weird in-between that we just, we'll never understand. When those two things come together, there's a mystery to it. And so instead of trying to figure it out or, or just lean on one side or the other, which if you, you know, get into scholarly works and theolo- theological stuff, lots of people, depending on what your background is, you either land more heavily on Jesus' human side or Jesus' divinity side. And, but the reality is there's something between. And so one of the great practices that they, um, you know, there's many different great practices they gave to us, you know, silence and solitude, they would practice those things, fasting, Uh, contemplation in general was a place for them where they could lean into the mystery of Jesus. 
they could not necessarily figure it all out and understand it fully, but in contemplation, they were able just to be able to rest in the mystery of it. And oftentimes, we as Westerners, we try to make it all logical or, or uh, systematical. We try to figure out God sometimes as if he's a Sudoku puzzle. As if, it just, if we just do these certain things, we'll figure them out. Rather than embracing the mystery. So one of the things that uh, early monks did uh, when the people who didn't have uh, scripture readily available to them, they, there's a thing they call Lecto Divina. We've done this several times here, different times. We're going to do that this morning. Katie B's going to come up and lead us in that. She did this a little bit with us two weeks ago, three weeks ago. And this next kind of stretch here, what I want us to do is just rest in the mystery of this idea that Jesus is both fully human, fully divine. That God in his divinity came as a human being to live among us, to show us what it really means to be human. But also to show us that we share in his divinity. Not that we are gods ourselves, but we this part of us that when God created us, God's image is on us. And that also means something. So instead of trying to create a sermon around uh, Jesus' humanity, i uh, talk to you for another 10 minutes. I want us to sit, we're going to read some scripture. I want us to just to contemplate the mystery. And Katie's going to lead us the rest of the way into this. When we use a practice like Lectio Divina, we are assuming that God wants to speak to us. So we're going to just trust that this morning. Um, Lord, as we pray and experience the scripture, we invite you to speak to us. We know that you love to do that. We know that you love us. And we thank you for scripture that you gave us so that we might know you better and have the opportunity to be in a relationship with you. Um, So we're going to end up reading this passage three times. And the first time, I just want to encourage you to listen to it. So this is Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 to 13. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from his love? Any fellowship together in the Spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, 
God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue <coughs> declared that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Dear friends, you always followed my instructions when I was with you, and now that I am away, it is even more important. Work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. I know it's kind of long, but I'm going to read it again. And this time, I just want to encourage you to be open and notice what jumps out at you. What sticks in your brain? What words seem to shine a little brighter than the others? Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from his love? Any fellowship together in the spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges he took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being when he appeared in human form. He humbled himself in obedience to God and died on a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Dear friends, you always followed my instructions when I was with you. And now that I am away, it is even more important. Work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Before we go on, just so we can hang on to those, I want to encourage you just to speak out the thing that stuck out to you. You could just say it to your neighbor um, or to somebody close by. And this last time through, Lord, we want to invite you to Maybe help us draw a connection between that thing that's sticking with us and something we're experiencing in our lives right now. Um, don't try and force it. It's okay if there's nothing that comes to mind, but I'm just going to read it through one more time, and then I'll leave a minute or two of silence at the end and just want to encourage you to yeah, allow God to bring something else to mind that might connect with what is speaking to you from the scripture today. 
Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from his love? Any fellowship together in the spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Dear friends, you always followed my instructions when I was with you, and now that I am away, it is even more important. Work hard to show the results of your salvation obeying God with deep reverence and fear. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Come Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, and renew in us a new wonder, a new appreciation of the mystery that we find in you. Got all the things we have right now going on in our lives, whether it be COVID-related or not. God, help us just for a moment this morning just to, just to give it a rest. God, we ask that through your Holy Spirit, you would give it a rest. And God, we just worship you for the wonders that you have shown us. The wonder of children. new life, the wonder of nature that has your fingerprints all over it. God, even the, the mystery of death itself and the fact that you've conquered death. the weird, mysterious combination of your divinity and your humanity. Come Holy Spirit, speak to us this morning.
just want to say, this morning, just turn to somebody as best you can, if you feel comfortable doing this. Say, God loves you. <laughs> just remind someone. If you don't believe that, that's fine. You don't have to say it. But God loves you, Katie. God loves you, Josh. John. Mark. Joe. Danny, Marilyn. Marianne. Gail. Marilyn, Paulette, Carol, Georgian, Katie, Graham, Holly, Catherine, Leo, Colleen, Wendy, Elsa, my whole family, Dinesh, God loves you. God loves you so much, he's given us his son, Jesus Christ. Fully God, fully human, and the union of those things together. Jesus, we love you. We thank you that you are God and that we are not. And we give this day, this week over to you as we lean into that mystery even more. We love you. Let's just close in one more song. Kurt leads us in worship through music.